Hello and welcome to Films and Swearing, episode 15. I'm your host Stuart Sutherland, and that guy swearing across the internet is Andrew Walker. Alright. Tonight we will be reviewing Schindler's List. <laughs> you see, it's so sad. I know, but it might be the fact that it's just because I'm a little bit... Okay, I'm not tipsy, but I'm not sober. <laughs> oh, and my baby monitor's on. Turn it off! <laughs> oh. There, okay. Forget about the child. You want to talk about Shedler's list. Shh. It's alright, I've turned it off. You could just cry away on his own. Good. Anyway, what's new with you? Oh, fuck. I don't I can. <laughs> have I built my PC? I have. Yes, you did discuss the purchase of your PC in the last episode. One of the parts. Aye. I was trying to get that and it works. Right. So, I'm happy. Hey. Was it just like a big <laughs> jigsaw puzzle? It is, basically. All the cables and everything. It looks it looks confusing, but it's no one to get going. Mm-hmm. And then I've just been sitting fucking about with PaintShop mm-hmm. Pro. Receiving text Paint messages. What text messages? <laughs> Your phone just vibrated. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, come for the guy that leaves his baby monitor on, but... I can, you dick. Aye, so that's about all I've been doing this week. Fucking <laughs> thank you. Alright. Um, I've been doing what I'm calling the, the Amazon challenge. Oh, no. Which means... um. I'm cancelling my subscription to Amazon Prime in September. Yeah. Because I, I, I can't be bothered paying 70 quid for mm. unlimited next day delivery when I buy a, like a second-hand video game once every two months. Mm. So I've... Obviously with Amazon Prime you get the, the video streaming service. Yeah. So I have bookmarked maybe about 18... Different things like a mixture of television shows and movies. So I have between yeah. now and the beginning of September to watch them all. <laughs> so. Fucking hell. Let's go back right. This week we have watched the the first season of Boss. The what? Boss. B-O-S-S. It's, oh, it's Kelsey Grammer, like Frasier. It's, oh, it's right. like a series he's done. Right. Where it's almost like... At first, I was just going to describe it as the ripping off uh, House of Cards, uh-huh. like the Kevin Spacey film, the yeah. Netflix series. But uh-huh. Boss came out in like 2011, uh-huh. where it's like a guy in politics. Um, he's obviously one to he's the like the mayor of Chicago, uh-huh. but he's been diagnosed with some sort of condition that's not curable. He's fucked, but since he's in like uh, the media, like he's always the focus of media attention. No one needs to know that he's got this illness. Yeah. And then it just also focuses on like members of his cabinet. Like he's got a female secretary that sleeps around, and yeah. uh, he's got a daughter who was almost disowned. He's kind of brought her back. So it's all these different elements, but it kept just reminding me of uh, House of Cards. Yeah. So I think if House of Cards have done it better, but... Probably. Um, 
That's it. Yeah, that's uh, aye, aye. But Kelsey Grammer's always like that kind. Like he could be a good actor, but he never really goes any further than like television, or he's always like a supporting actor in films. Yeah. Like, um, he's he's a beast for like two minutes, not even two minutes, in like the latest X Men movie. Yeah. Um, he's the president in the next. Well, in the current Transformers movie. Is he? I think so. He he's in the adverts anyway, but I might be jumping, calling him the president, but he's like. He's someone in that one anyway. Mm. But I he's always he's got like always like a string of failed TV shows. Like Boss itself was cancelled after its second season. <laughs> That's no bad. But uh, that also that second season it I think it just dropped because it didn't have enough viewers. But he also won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Drama because of Boss. Mm. So Does it make sense? Exactly. It was sort of like, it might have been really good, but nobody watched it. Uh-huh. So, we went through that, and that was pretty good. The last episode just, like, like gave you, like, five reasons to watch the next season, just to find out uh-huh. how all these questions will be answered. Mm-hmm. But Amazon don't have the second season. Oh, they do, but you have to pay for it. I have noticed that, because <laughs> I had an, like, when I first had my Amazon Prime sub uh, streaming yeah. account is on my xbox for xbox gold then my gold expired and then it was like it was locked you couldn't watch your netflix your amazon it was all like they wanted you to have your xbox gold subscription before you could use all your streaming apps yeah but in recent months they cancelled that out letting you watch all your apps without having to have the gold account mm. so now that went on i had like a wish list or a watch list of 20 maybe 30 but two thirds of it is all things like go on to amazon.co.uk and purchase to rent like rent this or buy it <laughs> like no I'm not gonna like fucking rent or pay for it to watch the impossible on my xbox <laughs> so I've weeded out all the films I can't watch now because my hands are tied mm-hmm. so I've, I've now got things along the lines of uh, black sales uh, Deadwood, a oh, uh, yeah. bunch of other films like uh, Looper and Evil Dead, and so mm-hmm. I do have around fifteen, sixteen shows to shows and movies to watch before September. Mm-hmm. And one of me, one of my oh. controversial decisions today, like both me and Margaret realised that Arrow is not worth watching. I know. We're just we got maybe eight episodes in, and I just realised we we're uh-huh. both bored watching it. What a couple of pricks! <laughs> and that's, that's I know I, it, was, it was it was maybe the second episode after they introduced like was it China White, the triad. Oh fuck! She's shit. And it was got to the point where the green act like this is like a trend with movies now as well with superhero movies where it's. Like, the actual superhero in question is hardly in the film. And it got to the point where, like, Arrow is in there for the first five minutes, and the rest is just, like, these romantic subplots between two other characters that are not Arrow. And it's like... <sighs> You're supposed to connect with the characters. They're doing a bad job. I really That's don't care about... Hulky and Mrs. Grumpy. 
Fuck it, I don't care about like these like hoity toity rich cunts and their <laughs> their fucking first world problems. That's the union dick. I know, it, like it might be the thing where just the first season just is kinda of shit. It might be the like I know it's had like a strong second season where they've uh, been introducing so many DC centric characters and uh, uh, teasing even more for like season three. So it might be a thing there. I just have to skip the first season because what am I really going to miss jumping in season two that I probably kind of just read off Wikipedia, but it was like halfway through like episode eight and then Margaret was wondering how much is left of the season because when we watched Boss, that was just eight episodes. So when we got to this one, it was like, ah, there's about 20, 22 episodes in this season. Oh. It was like, oh, it just sounded like a chore. Having to Fuck watch no. 20, 22 episodes of Arrow. Fuck you. <laughs> it is, like, sometimes Oliver Queen is an interesting character, and sometimes he's just like a lifeless goon. I <laughs> think <laughs> yeah. sometimes when the actor's on screen, he just looks fucking zoned out. He's just off his, like... He's just phoning it in, almost. That's because he's still fucking... I'm on the island. Guard the fucking island, you dick. <laughs> but what's that... I do you care about him? Oh, fucking shut up a bit of this. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so... I, I'm, I'm holding out, like, I'm letting Arrow go. Right. So, I've, I've cut my losses with him, but... Uh, hopefully, like, the new stuff that they're throwing out there like mm-hmm. this October like Constantine and uh, Flash I think in a bit Flash I might have to watch the pilot to see because that's the thing both fucking leaked exactly both Constantine and Flash is online now isn't it the first episodes anyway oh they can be Constantine not can Flashes hi I was speaking with uh, Trevor and he was saying like they're, they're out there. Essentially, they've been leaked. And, but, part of me is like, Constantine, I do really want to watch. But the thought yeah. of, it might be a really strong first episode. Then it's like, right, uh, see you in three months <clears throat> for episode two. And it's like, nah. So, we'll mm. see. But, I can see myself caving and actually just watching it. I just really oh, like yeah. the sound of the character. And, like, the trailers they put online look really good. Huh? So, either. I just the... can't get past looking at fucking Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Aye, well, you can forget about Keanu Reeves now. Good. I think it's like a Welsh bloke. Oh, yes. <laughs> fucking my favourite accent. But, aye, other than that, I've, there's not been much else, like. Other than that, like, fucking, I said nothing much, two minutes, you've got went on for fucking ten minutes about how much you hate Arrow. Oh, they get me started. <laughs> you, you fucking started, you should be finished. <laughs> fucking, if, even if it could just be like the comic book. Fuck off. Just cry the green Arrow. It's called Arrow. Get it. <laughs> right, I'll get half of Arrow's dick already. Yeah. So... <laughs> So I can get a shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, 
Right. So, Schindler's List. Uh-huh. <laughs> from 1993. This is the third instalment of our Black and White Movie Month. Uh-huh. The month of July has been our five selections of black and white movies. So we've, we've had it like uh, I was gonna say I had it quite light, but Psycho was dark. Uh, yeah. Young Frankenstein was funny. Yeah. And now we're like tackling Nazis. I love it. All right. So Nazis yeah. slaughtering Jews. Aye. How are we gonna laugh at this? It was like the last half of that fucking Jaws episode, but. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Schindler's List, directed by Steven Spielberg, stars uh, Liam Neeson as Oscar Schindler, Ben mm-hmm. Kingsley as Isaac Stern, yeah. Ralph Fiennes as Eamon Goeth, and uh, um, Caroline Goodall as Emily Schindler. Because right. I think that's quite a short cast, but there is a couple supporting players, but they're, they're never that big. Uh, there's no, but there's not really much screen time for anybody else. Than exactly, people. and I've noted these people as more or less like the recognisable faces amongst the cast. Oh, aye. Uh, brief plots. Uh, in Poland during the Second World War, Oscar Schindler gradually becomes concerned for his uh. Jewish workforce after witnessing their persecution by the Nazis. Hey. That's IMDB describing it in a nutshell. So, mm-hmm. Andrew. Missing out the whole fucking reason for the film is a bit of, I'm making a list. Yeah, well, that's like uh, the third hour of this 10 hour movie. Uh, but anyway, Andrew. Not, right. What did you think of Schindler's List? It was good, but depressing. Yes. Makes you fucking think how human beings could fucking do things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're human beings. We definitely have you are doing it to like a fucking chimp or something. <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? No, no, I'm just. Like, that, that's the next planet of the apes. <laughs> That's fucking revenge on the planet of the apes. Of the we planet of the apes. We start putting them into concentration camps and fucking gas them. chamber right. and chimps and oh. <laughs> nah, Gary Oldman can't even get out of that one. No. <laughs> Find Caesar in the fucking toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so, um. Aye. Mm. Like, Schindler's List is a good film, but it's not a film you could enjoy. Okay. It's not like saying, oh, I love Schindler's Like, well, some folk probably could... I don't think you could say, I loved Schindler's List. No. Like, it is... You could describe it as an epic film. Yeah. Like... Of it's got positives to it, like it's been well directed, well acted. Exactly, the actual scale of the film, see. the length of the film, the actual, the amount of people involved and all the shit that goes on in these three hours uh, is like mind-blowing. Yeah. But not in a way that, oh, fucking Guardians of the Galaxy was awesome. Uh, 
Oh, fuck I. He's <laughs> like, oh, so that you cannot see when they put the fucking women into the fucking gas chamber, but fucking showered them off to, wow. Okay. Aye. I was total shitting myself, but then, oh, yes. Aye. It was like, women in a shower. Yeah. <laughs> like, Gave their fucking Who's the person age. that feels awfully guilty about <laughs> being turned on during the gas chamber scene? Huh? Forget it. <laughs> I was like, oh. who's the guy that kind of liked the gas chamber scene just because there's lots of boobs? Me. <laughs> so, oh, that was a good scene. It's like people like were going into the gas chamber. Oh, but you got them off. I'm like no, you. Oh. you didn't understand the film, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I chose it because there was mass nudity. It's like no, there was mass murder. I thought it was a loving story about uh, two gay gentlemen. <laughs> one a Nazi, one a fucking factory owner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking Romeo and Juliet of World War Two. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I do have some notes for the film, but I want to ask you, what did you like? Strongest performance out of like the main three actors? Like obviously we have like <laughs> Liam Neeson, Ben Kingsley, and Ralph Fiennes. Who like kind of steals it? I think Ralph Fiennes, in my opinion. Just you have to be you have to be a good actor to be able to play a Nazi convincingly. Mm. I think uh, he's just how he pulls it off, he's like fucking evilness. About how he fucked himself up in the head <laughs> after making that film. If he's like a method actor. Walking <laughs> down <laughs> <laughs> a Jewish street, just screaming profanities and shooting getting cunts. <laughs> Spend months in his hotel room with an empty sniper rifle, and just. <laughs> click, click. Mm-hmm. Aye. But um, yeah, like yes, he does really go there. Like for the first half of the film, he is just like power, Man. power mad. Aye. I I was like well, Liam Neeson quoted it saying that. Um, war doesn't bring out the best of people it brings out the worst the very worst in people yeah because it was like at points where the Nazis were just being fucking animals towards like oh. the Jewish yeah and like Ralph Fiennes was like the fucking king of the jungle essentially yeah he was there and it was like those points where he was just uh, sitting with like a rifle Shooting like basically the lazy people oh. in the concentration camp, like somebody tying, <laughs> tying their fucking shoelaces or like smoking a fag, all getting fucking shot down. It's like fucking Eamon would have his work cut out for him in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Benefit Street. <laughs> I need more ammo. <laughs> That was the gayest Arnold Schwarzenegger I've ever heard. That's like a 16-year-old Arnold Schwarzenegger before he'd done the weights. <laughs> I need more muscle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did, like, obviously, this is based off of actual events. It's based on a book about a real person called Oscar Schindler who obviously yeah. must have done this thing where he 
assigned Jewish workers making, like, I think they must have had a thing where if they were actually useful or not, and they were determining amongst the crowd who was useful uh, and who wasn't, like, all the all the fucking useful, useless ones were uh, put on the trains and sent to the concentration camps. But if there's mm-hmm. ones that actually had some use to, like, the German forces, yeah, obviously got checked around. But it's the fact that uh, Oscar just came up with, like, a pots and pan factory. Aye. Just to keep them busy. And even, like, mm-hmm. at the very end of the film, it was just, like, a warehouse filled with pots and pans. Like, <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> Those dumbass Germans. <laughs> and it was, it was, like, basically a quick rich scheme for him. Yeah. Like, just making money off of all these, like, I guess slave labour, but, like, it was either Aye. that or you're going to a concentration camp, really. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> for fuck all or get fucking gassed. Mm-hmm. And even, like, when, like, they didn't have homes, they were all being kept in, there was, like, the uh, Plazawa concentration camps. Uh-huh. Uh, well, like, they all ended up there, but it was, like... I, I had like a wee immature giggle at the fact that there was the, the Jewish ghetto. <laughs> like, <laughs> ghetto. But the fact that they were, they were all just being left in the fucking ruins of a city. And there was like that one couple where they're saying, well, it could be worse. It was like, what could be worse? Like, they're obviously rich people. Now they're living in like a, uh. a flat. It's like, it could be worse. And then, like, 12 other Jewish people walk in to the same flat. It's like, oh, <laughs> shut, your, shut your mouth, don't say anything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, it was, it was just when it actually came to, like, that moment where they had to liquidate the ghetto. Oh, God. I was, like, about maybe an hour in. And... Uh. It was just fucking crazy. They they were just pulling them out. Like that was probably the point of the film where like the film starts to be getting tough. Yeah. Like because it was, it was like Nazis were just becoming heartless. Like those yeah, scenes just where I anyone that just like they knew something was wrong. There was like a a man dragging his wife, and like he just shot her in the face, just saying like. She's done for it. There's no point helping her now. Do you want shot? Do you want shot too? <laughs> and it was like, there were just all those moments where they were just, just culling off the weak. Uh, and even to the point where... Anybody that had just got wiped out. Aye. <laughs> but the man hiding in the fucking piano. Yeah. Like, fucking, at least put the board in over the keys before climbing out. Aye. Uh, it was the cunt that was underneath the mattress. Oh, when they looked like the bed mattress, and you expected the, like the Jewish boy hiding under the bed, but he was, he was that like a fucking. It was like basically like Han Solo and Carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> they just pulled up. It's like fuck, and no. the fact that like it went into like a montage of them just slaughtering the Jewish, but it was yeah. it was like three guys with assault rifles tearing into this mattress. Yeah. Like, oh. like, wait, one of them should have just shot him in the face. One bullet to the guy's right. face, over with. But he cannot no. defend himself. Three also. of them were like, like automatic rifles just shredded the mattress. Uh. Like, oh. <laughs> and I I, part of me was like, just sort of the the ingeniousness of like the Jews. 
and like their wee hidden bunkers, like they were hiding under the floorboards and even had yeah. the, the rug rigged and they they're able to close the floorboard, pull the rug back across the floorboard as if nothing ever happened and yeah. hiding in the chesty drawers, like <laughs> like they were quite ingenious, but like I'm making it seem like like this was people having to fucking survive. Yeah. Like, there's nothing light about this. Like, oh, it was pretty funny how they were hiding in all these places. Like, Stuart, yeah. this has happened. Yeah, this, this is, is real. real motherfucker. It was like, that boy hiding on the mattress, like, you had a giggle. That was probably so many people done that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it is, it's like a really tough film. Oh, nice. But, that's hard. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks. We're choosing it. It's okay. <laughs> I thought it would have been easier to discuss, but it is very, oh, very... That's one thing I'll bring up. Was this the first of you watching Schindler's List? No, I'd seen that before. How far back? Uh, a couple of years, maybe. Alright, so you weren't like a kid watching it? No. It was amazing! <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to hide in a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) It was the funniest part. (laughs) But, so just a few years ago, was Mm -hmm. it like just on TV or did you actually Uh, seek out and find it? TV. Right. Oh, I probably didn't see it all considering they'd be on the telly for five hours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Adverts, they'd have to stop for the news. Aye. The World Cup had started and finished. (laughs) <laughs> but I like this oh, I'll say this was the first of me seeing the film oh dear and god it was I was new that it was a hard film to watch yeah and some people had told me before um, like someone I worked with like her husband it was it's the only film he cries at uh, and I thought man this was, like, must be one of these films that kind of just breaks down man yeah and it does, like, it gets to the point where, like, it gets fucking crazy, and, like, even, like, the Nazis, like, lose their humanity at one point, like, when they're burning all the bodies, mm. and there's just one guy screaming and just, like, firing his gun into, like, the blazing pit, and it was, <laughs> it's got to the point where even they are just losing their fucking marbles. No, right. I had to be, oh, no defending the fucking Nazis, but... They're basically like doing what they were dealt, Aye. kind of thing. They maybe didn't agree with it, but if they tr- if they refused, they were going to get killed as well. They were in the pile next. Aye, basically. So there will be there would have been some of them there because they wanted to live, kind of thing. No, mm-hmm. because they thought it was right. Aye, because that was it. Like it's like most things. Like people will have a breaking point when it comes to their job, Aye. and like fucking you're like if your job is just dealing with difficult customers fine but their job was like finding and killing finding killing men women and children aye nothing wrong but burning the chill like people children and just the thought of all those bodies like they must have like that was probably actually maybe quite light in scale of people losing their shit in this type of situation. Uh, like, that, like, 
in all honesty, like, is need it that could have been a whole lot worse, like in real life. Oh. Like, even like I reckon if there's like there will be people that have survived that were Nazis and the war was over. Yeah. And like, like it will just be a more intense version of shell shock. Oh, of yeah, like yeah, the things felt. they've done and the things they feel guilt for and. Depends if they felt guilt. They're bound to be some evil bastards in the Nazis. <laughs> The evil ones are probably the ones that fucking survive. <laughs> they fucking wild their way out of it. Mm-hmm. Fucking dicks. <laughs> Alright, Andrew. They're out there, don't worry. They're not out there like... anymore, surely. <laughs> Aye, they'll, they'll probably be gone by now. Yeah. Or they're sitting pissing into, like, colostomy bags. <laughs> like, they probably can't even look after themselves anymore. Aye. But um, in a fucking hidden, a secret Jew painting that they stole. <laughs> oh, um, right. One of my notes is like, I like. There's some of the scenes I need to point out that were like, I reckon where these stories come from, unless these must have all been based on like actual events. From my no, home. Steven Spielberg, I think, I think one, at least one of the producers was actually in the concentration camp itself. Mm-hmm. He was getting survivors to help do the film. Well, that was the thing, like, obviously they're saying it, it's, it is based on a book called Schindler's List, Aye. which was by a guy that, I reckon, had some sort of connection. Like, there, there's two books which I ha- I am now looking to read. And the their uh-huh. first one was called Schindler's Ark, which after uh-huh. the film was then called Schindler's List. Uh-huh. But since then, the same author wrote another book, maybe about 10, 12 years ago, called uh, Looking for Schindler. Uh-huh. So I don't know if it was something along the lines where it was his journey to find Oscar Schindler, or uh-huh. like, I don't know if he would have been dead by the point that he was writing it, but... He was obviously uh, he was the main inspiration sense. for him to write Schindler's Ark, uh-huh. which Steven Spielberg then chose to turn into Schindler's List. Yeah. But like the story of the, like the man making hinges. Remember that the hinge what? maker. No. And that was when uh, Ralph Fiennes was going through the factory. And there's like one guy that could make hinges, like make me a hinge. And he's like, okay. Oh. And he like, knocks one out in a minute. And he looks at his box. Of, You've been here from six in the morning, but this box has hardly any hinges. Mm-hmm. Like, what? And they just basically pull them out, saying you're like you're lazy, you're fucking just taking it easy, right? Kill him. And then the gun doesn't mm. work. Then, but he oh. takes it a fucking another gun, and it doesn't work. And they're passing it amongst them. They're all trying to shoot him. And every time, like, the gun clicks, like, that guy's just expecting it all to end, like, just to fade the black. Lunching every time. I know, like, fucking, his bowels should be voided, like, everything just pouring out on fucking pissing, greeting, shitting, just, every time (laughs) you hear that fucking gun cock and click, and expecting it to be over, but you're still there, and you're having to suffer to the next click, to the next click, and I thought... Like, that has to be some sort of story that happened. Like, that must have been, like, oh, one, somebody's told that story. That's not just something, like, 
Spielberg and the scriptwriter thought, oh, imagine if this happened. Like, yeah, that so, would be awesome, man. Exactly, it would be so out of place in a film with so much fucking tragedy around it. It had to be some yeah. sort of true story. Oh, like, and it was like the fucking luck of that man, to the point mm-hmm. where like Ralph Fiennes loses it and just pistol whips him and walks away. Mm. And it was like just scenes like that. It was like it was sort of things like I was gonna say I enjoyed it, but no, I just felt like the man was so lucky. Like you felt almost yeah. relieved watching that scene. That that dude probably lived a little bit longer. Mm, just of, leave it, probably. Uh, out of some just... fucking strange, like, I don't know if it's like a fucking act of God <laughs> in that case where the fucking pistol stopped working. Yeah. Had to be someone like that. It was just fucking crazy because how else do you explain both his fucking guns have stopped? Yeah. And like, both, all the times that like, he clears the barrel, he fucking cocks it, clicks, and nothing happens. Yeah. And that guy sitting in like a puddle of piss and going, oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make hinges. Aye, uh, uh, that, that bit that was in the film with the wee lady. He was, um, mind him, they were, they were doing the liquidation. Yeah. And the lady was running about and the soldiers caught him. And they just started moving suitcases out the road. Aye. And they got told to clear the streets of debris. Aye, that was, that was a true story. Right. Because I guess, like, the guy basically had to improvise in that situation. Like, the Nazis are coming down the street. Mm. You're, like, running and, like, um, right, okay, I, I've been designated to clean the street for you guys. Mm-hmm. Fucking Heil Hitler, eh, hey, lads? Eh? Yep? Eh? Fucking dirty Jews? Don't worry, I'll pick up their luggage. <laughs> like, that, that, fucking, the balls on that person just to do that and not, like, in no situation, I think nine times out of ten, I would just flop on the floor and play dead. Mm. And just oh. hope they wouldn't notice me. <laughs> but. Aye, fucking Ben Kingsley in this film. Mm. Like, his yeah. role is. Uh, fucking Isaac Stern. Yeah. Like, he done. Like, he's almost like a fucking chameleon in films. Yes. He almost. Aye, like, I think one of the great things about this movie is the fact that everyone looks so natural. Aye. There's no heavy makeup to fuck all Exactly. Uh, no, it's even to the point where, like, you're watching it and you go, I kidnap that guy, I kidnap that guy, I kidnap that guy. And it sort of takes away the realism. Like, sure, you've got Ben Kingsley, Liam Neeson, Ralph Fiennes. And then the rest of it is just a sea of faces that could just easily be locals or easily just be extras, but all of them just look the genuine part. Yeah. Like, they're, they're not all fucking glamorous extras that all are fucking uh, models and... Mm, they've all got perfect teeth and... Mm, it just looks authentic. Mm. Like, you're not looking at the cast going, oh, fuck, is, is that a young Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> so, I so it was like I kind of loved the authenticity of it, and even to the point where like Ben Kingsley was just this chameleon and just blended into it to the point where I actually forgot he was in the film. <laughs> like and like he's like this cunt that just Disney age healer from the looks of it. No, 
Like, he still just looks as if he was, like, the Mandarin for Iron Man 3. Like, there was a year apart from those films. Aye. But, aye, like, he does really well in it as just basically, like, a Jewish accountant extraordinaire. I know. Like, skills. I'll just work the book. It's like, what are the Jewish good at? (laughs) Money! (laughs) But, like, he does, like... He seems to be, like, a little bit of a silly bastard in it for the fact that he keeps losing his papers. Aye. It's like, ah, oh, this boy's made trouble than he's worth. Okay. Like, sure, like, him and fucking Oscar are, like, the dream team together about saving the Jewish, but, like, yeah. fucking remember to take your papers with you when you leave the house. <laughs> Stop getting put on trains going to concentration camps. Yeah, Dumb motherfucker. And, like, that scene alone, like, where Liam Neeson's just using, like, basically his swagger to fucking panic, uh, like, the Nazis, where, like, he, he walks about this film like some fucking pimp. Enough. Like, Liam Neeson does fucking, like, does an excellent job in this film of playing, like, Oscar Schindler. Like, uh-huh. he's a... Was he a German-born... I don't, He wasn't Jewish... But, no, he was for he was for Czechoslovakia. Right. Uh, so, think, they kind of he was. They think he was Jewish. Because it was it was all set in Poland, wasn't it? Ah, he moved to he moved to Poland ah, to capitalise on the the Polish were meant to be really cheap a really cheap workforce. Exactly. But then he thought, oh fuck that! I'm not paying guns when I can get them for free for the Nazis. Aye. So that was the whole thing where he's exploiting them, but also kind of saving them. Oh, it's not. It's like he started off that he was exploiting them, and then for his own wealth. Aye. And then richly bribing all the Nazis. Aye, to keep his stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it was like he was just strolling around like a pimp. Like Aye. he was always in a suit, and he'd always just use his power because he's bribed all the generals, so he's sort of got high up in the chain. And yeah. it was the fact that he was sitting talking about these boys where he's trying to find Ben Kingsley. And they like, hey, if he's on the list, he's on the list. He's on that train. There's no way about doing it. And he's like, well, what's your name? And there's there's nothing worse when somebody asks, what's your name? Uh, I'm coming. I'm going to tell your fucking boss and he's going to fuck you up. You're going to be in southern Russia by the end of the month. Like, I was like, Eb, Eb, <laughs> where's Isaac? Hello? You need to get him off the train. And it was, like, when he was chasing it, and then both generals come running behind him. Uh, it's like, you just fucking played both of them easily. <laughs> but, um... It was, like, you can't fault the acting in this movie at all. No. It was... Perfect. Uh, like, that was almost, like... What else was Liam Neeson known for back then? No, very much. He was doing theatre and everything back then. Mm, because, like, nowadays, like, he's, like, the Taken guy. Uh, and maybe... Uh, guy with a huge dick. Aye. <laughs> some circles will know him as the fucking... Him and his giant penis. But, uh, yeah. um, say, maybe ten years ago, he was, like, the Star Wars guy of, like, yeah. the new generation. Mm-hmm. But before then, I guess it was just Schindler's List. Like, oh, that yeah. must have been a huge acting credit on his part. Because, to be honest, I could barely think... Wait. 
was he Rob Roy? Aye. Yep. He was Rob Roy. So that must have been like mid, early, nineties. You would think so, aye. Aye, but that was it. Like I didn't think I knew like back then. Never knew the guy. It was only like through times like more recently when like he was always like maybe appearing as a villain. But it was like sort of taken, kind of rejuvenated uh, his career. His career nowadays. I did recognise any films he done before Schindler's List. Rob Roy was ninety five. Right. So the only film that I have heard of before Schindler's List was that Dark Man. Yes, I. That was something I've. I've been aware of, but I've never watched. Same with me. But I guess that was like basically one of the. I'd imagine one of the roles that kind of put him on the map. Yeah, definitely. But I is is there really anything else you want to add to this? Like, what well, what did you think of the end of the film? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. There, what about that part where it got to the point where the okay, they came up with Schindler's List. He was bribing a uh, Ralph Fiennes character to buy um, these slaves off of him, essentially, and have yeah. them work in his factories. They were going into Auschwitz yeah. and work from there. And there was mm. that point where, like, they split up the groups. Like, the women were taken to a concentration camp to begin with. Mm. And it was, like, that crazy point where they did just start cutting all their hair down and stripped them naked and shoved them into, like, this dark chamber. And it was just that feeling, like, you felt sick watching it. Mm. Going, like, this is probably a really light approach to that subject. I know, there would have been guards there fucking beating them, it would have been... Like, that's the thing, there was to no, no rape in this movie. No, there would have been... And you knew there would have been fucking tons of rape. Like, it's... Aye, and... It, it is, like, I guess it can't kind of show you getting that horse. I know. Like, cause they'll they'd have to cut shit like that out, and mm-hmm. it would be it would make it that much more difficult to watch. But oh, like that, that that would border on unwatchable. Exactly. So, like, let's just show a couple more scenes of Liam Neeson horse riding. <laughs> but he's um, not riding a horse. He just fucking stuck four bits of fucking wood on his dick. A saddle on his dick. <laughs> but it was like that scene where they were they had like everyone out naked jogging Mm. and they're determining like again it was like just doing a cull again like right Mm, finding all the weak ones chucking them aside taking all the healthy ones Mm. and then like they just done that thing where you just seen like five trucks leaving and they had all the children in the trucks (laughs) <laughs> and it was like mass hysteria like everyone knew what they were doing to the children yeah and it was just like it was that thing where you just fucking like felt a pain in your chest watching it going like like ah oh. 
I hate the world. Uh, I hate the Germans. Just blame Germany and just let's just why do we never invade Germany? <laughs> we should I just invade them. Like I find it quite funny I was watching this the same night that they won the World Cup. Oh they're back <laughs> on top again. <laughs> I thought I was like I was like, ah, like it's good to know the Germans lost in the end. Turn the channel was like, they win like <laughs> But like I said that clearly it's a different Germany now. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Like, it's always going. I know it's always going to be in the shadow of Nazis, Hitler, uh, thing like that. But like, hey, they've got Oktoberfest. <laughs> they've got beer. Yay! We've got the World Cup again. Yay! But fucking sausage. Lederhosen, maybe. Alright. Mhm. There you go. Fucking um, Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> They were crowd. Um, what's German beer? I reckon. Okay. Can they drink out a beer stein? I'd drink out a beer stein. I, I probably wouldn't be able. No, I would like to, oh. but I couldn't imagine myself finishing the actual pint in it. I'd imagine I've <laughs> fucking lapsed into a coma halfway through trying to drink <laughs> a fucking stein of beer bigger than myself. They also have Rammstein now. <laughs> Yes, disturbing German industrial metal. Yeah. He probably likes Nazis. <laughs> they push the envelope anyway. Yeah. Um so Did you what did you think of the end? Like seeing Ralph Fiennes hang being hung? Just <laughs> Justice. Yes. Like to that point, actually, um, this might sound really fucking stupid, but when he was being hung and he shouted, Heil Hitler, before, like, oh, they kicked the chair away or had, like, tried to kick the chair away, uh-huh. but with him saying Heil Hitler, was that, that almost felt like the uh-huh. first time they actually mentioned Hitler in this film. Uh-huh. I thought so they never uh-huh. referred to him at all, and... I think they just referred to him as the Freuer or something. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Like, for a film, like, a, one of the most significant films about the Second World War, uh, Hitler was never in it. He was, yeah. and hardly ever referenced, like, especially, like, through his name. It's like, when they do zombie movies, and they never refer to them as zombies. Yeah. So it's gonna be like it's the Walking Dead or the Dead come back to life. They never use like the Z word. In this film, it was yeah. never like the H. Nope. So that was quite a sh- like. I was gonna say weird, but that was like. Just and again, it maybe, maybe just, just because uh, he wasn't. Maybe just the no one to see his nip. He wasn't relevant in Poland. Like, he was. No, like, maybe. I think he left Germany. Mm-hmm. The whole time he was in church. I didn't like flying. No. <laughs> eh, right. Fucking dick. Got any other thoughts on Schindler's List before we move to our trivia? Uh, what do you think he was trying to do with the fucking red jacket? 
Oh, like the symbolism yeah, behind it. Yeah. Um, I think I'd read notes on it where they're saying that was the point. Like that was supposed to be a big character changing moment for Oscar. Like that mm-hmm. moment where him and um, Emily were horse riding, and they mm-hmm. get to the point where they could see the liquidation of the ghetto from the hill. Yeah. And you just faintly see the girl in the red coat tying her shoelaces and walking amongst the chaos. Yeah. Like, I think th- at that point, like, he, this is him having to realise uh, the Jewish are in danger, indefinite danger. Like, mm-hmm. sure, they're being taken to concentration camps, but they're not thinking that. They're just being taken away. And he's got mm-hmm. his people. And then just to see his people being slaughtered in the street. Uh, and, like that could have been a point where like like okay this is happening and then mm-hmm. to the point where like again the next time you see that red coat is when it, she's being wheeled past uh, unrecognisable on a cart with other dead children and the only noticeable thing was this red jacket and oh, I think I, and that was when like the that one Nazi loses it and just starts shooting the fire like that was a point there when they were wheeling past the bodies and it showed you the red coat the girl in the red coat on top of the pile and her face was all charred black and I think that was a point where I think I would just I, I don't know if if that was the point where it's like I, I need to like the tiger. I need to save my Jews like Schindler's yeah. Jews like I need to um find my Jewish accountant and sort something out and it's like a list. And it's like yes, a list. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you type, because you're a slave. You're my Jewish slave. Type uh, this list for me. I said double space slave. <laughs> you're a bastard. Like that's a big list. A kid. Is it like fucking wearing a thousand names or something? Mm-hmm. And then he just wanted to take fucking Ralph finds a uh, maid with him. <laughs> maid slash fuck whore. <laughs> Not by choice for her anyway. How do you can like? like? The longer it went, the she, more she fucking liked it. <laughs> I don't think it was passive aggressive. It's like I don't think she was being kinky. I think uh, <laughs> she got slapped a bit the face and then had a fucking shelves thrown down on her. <laughs> yes. Is that like, oh slap my arse? Why don't you? But no, it was like punch in the face. <laughs> Get my fucking face, you dick. <laughs> but aye, they did mention other symbolisms behind, like the, the lighting of the candles. But oh, can I think of that shit, then. Mm. So, you want to know? Uh, uh, find out where they are now, what they've been doing. Go for it. Well, Liam Neeson obviously has uh, just recently been seen in uh, a million ways to die in the West. That was his last big notable role. Uh, he currently has five films in production. Uh, one of them is, of course, Taken Three. Uh. I, I don't if like, they just take his his dog this time or his <laughs> annoying X-Men wife. No, fuck her. She's exactly. Like, that could be the thing where the taker is like, keep her. And he hangs up. He's like, wait, no. <laughs> That's not how it's supposed to happen. You're supposed to come after us. Like, no, that's cool. Take her and keep her. 
do what you want to, as long as you let me listen. Oh. <laughs> uh, ben Kingsley, his, his last acting credit at the moment was the Marvel one-shot, All Hail the King, where he reprised his role as the Mandarin from Iron Man 3. Uh-huh. But he has, he has a from films being announced to pre-production, filming and post-production. He has thirteen films in the work at the moment. Oh my god! So it's everything from uh, the Box Trolls, which is an animated movie coming out this year. Yeah. To uh, him providing the voice in the Jungle Book of Bajira. Bajira? Yep. Really? Say it properly, please. How is it pronounced? Bajira. Bagheera. Bagheera. All right. That was that's just my bad. <laughs> that's just you fucked up. So, eh? Uh, so, I is that the the tiger? No. I can't remember Jungle Book. <laughs> what you better kill what animals were in it? You funny. A panther. Dinosaur. Yay. Dinosaur. T Rex. He likes, isn't it? But it got cut out because German he couldn't control the cell. They cut out a German Shepherd. They cut it in half. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and Ralph Fiennes obviously has been last seen in the movie The Grand Budapest Hotel from Wes Anderson. Right. And like he knocked it in the park at that one. Like that was. A I've not seen that, but it looks kind of quirky. Oh, I. It's like. Hey, what's the how they the guys on film drunk describe it as uh, whimsy like Wes Anderson's movie always has like an air of whimsy about them and saying this is as, as whimsy as it gets as whimsical mm. and but it is it's just like it's like Wes Anderson doing a Wes Anderson movie with cameos mm. with all the Wes Anderson guys so it can't get any more Wes Anderson than Wes Anderson. But it, it's a fucking really good film. Mm. Like, it's like, you, you just kind of, like, you can just tune out and listen to the story. And, like, there's so many fucking characters. And there's, there's fucking filming styles that are unique. And the way the sets mm. are done, like, I'll have to go on the list at some point. Um, aye, so outside of the Grand Budapest Hotel, he does have four other movies in production at the moment, including a possible appearance in a future Bond movie. He'll be a bad guy. No, he, no. He, he's M. Oh, he fuck. He's a new fucking cunt. Yeah, he's Voldemort with a nose. Mm. He's, he's a male Judy Dench. <laughs> He's just there replacing Judy Dench. Like he's wearing her clothes. He's a bit two <laughs> foot taller than her, but like, come on, Bond, we're going to a cottage in Scotland for the weekend. Aye. That would be chased. Like, no. Or like maybe I'll chase you. <laughs> oh right, let's <laughs> fucking James Bond gave fucking slash fiction. Let's just put a cap on that. Aye. You know Bond doesn't go that way. <laughs> he wrecks pussy, not us. <laughs> this is Bond, he'll wreck what the fuck he wants. <laughs> exactly. Um, but his pussy, he's got an insatiable thirst for pussy. Okay. Uh, do you have any trivia notes you want to share? Oh, I did. 
Uh, you find them now. Aye, ah, right. When they were making the film, they got one of the survivors called Mila Pfefferberg. Right. And then they introduced her to Ralph Fiennes on the set, and she shot herself, basically. She was shaking and greeting and everything, because he looked that much like the real fucking... Either should not be named. Aye. <laughs> Voldemort. Aye. Like, oh no, I've only read the first book and I already do like it. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Making fun um... of World War Two survivors. <laughs> Or Holocaust survivors. Uh, aye. aye, they survived. Yeah, <laughs> just making fun of them, just saying, no, she's just really fair to Harry Potter. Uh, basically, Steven Spielberg didn't want to direct this film. For some reason. Right. Being Jewish. And the, reason, the reason they wanted to make it is because when they turned it to the film studios, started giving them shit and saying... Why do you not just make a donation instead of wasting everybody's time and money on a depressing film? Mm-hmm. That's what they said to him. I was like, fuck, I the tiger and just get this film done. <laughs> and Ralph Fiennes put on a stint drinking Guinness <laughs> for the fucking film. All right. <laughs> like that, I was going to say, I'm trying to think, what does that got to do with his role? Is he being method actors? No, he just like... Developed a drinking habit on set that they clearly addressed in the film, like where the doctor's <laughs> sitting checking his chest, and he's, he has got like a noticeable beer gut as well. Uh, like, right, uh, you're living a really rich lifestyle at the moment, so like you need to stop like shagging broads and drinking booze. Uh, fuck you! And shooting the lazy. <laughs> to this day, Steven Spielberg refuses to autograph any materials. Relating to the film, I'll take it that's just due respect for all the real, all the all the fucking cunts that was in it. Maybe. Uh, I guess. Even to the point, what if somebody's got like a Schindler's List tattoo on their leg and they need it signed? Ew. Stephen, go and put your name at the bottom of the list, please. Your <laughs> biggest fan. Oh, and fucking that's what that shit. Fucking, they said that during the film, the uh, filming, the atmosphere was so grim and depressing that Steven Spielberg asked his friend Robin Williams if he could come and do some comedy, comedy sketches. Fuck's sake, like, shit. Come on, Patch Adams. I just imagine his fucking Mrs. Delphi going, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Comes running in with a fucking face covered in cream and. <laughs> 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 oh. oh fuck! <laughs> just comes and he's like, "So what are we doing?" He's like, "Oh, Nazis, just like, oh, um, then <laughs> just fucking panics and leaves." Just starts munching into his fucking forearm, and pretend he's eating pussy, and then runs away. <laughs> that makes it all right, eh? Holocaust, eh? Pussy, mm. yeah, everything's fine. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just buries his face in it to get out of the situation. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's just like a wrinkled forehead diving into the arm. Oh, and fucking, what's his boss? Harrison Ford's a big-headed bastard, does he know? Alright. Fucking, he got offered the film to play to play Schindler mm-hmm. first, and he turned it down because he thought that he was too big a star to play the role. 
<laughs> Fucking nope. Well, that might be in the sense like what I was saying earlier. Like, it might not look authentic enough. Seeing it as like Indiana Jones oh, and Han Solo as us like fucking savior of the Jews, whereas Liam Neeson was like a nobody. It could have got fucking Lucas to come in and make the turn turn into a fucking <laughs> Indiana Jones film. <laughs> Indiana <laughs> Jones and the defeat of the Holocaust. Like Oscar Schindler shot first. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I, I could kind of see it naturally. So I do think it would be in the sense that it's like, fuck you, is that I'm too Hollywood. Mm. I'm going to play the... Pre- pre- play. I'm going to be the president in Air Force One. Oh, not bad film. <laughs> fucking loved that film as a kid. Did you? Aye, fucking president fighting terrorists on a plane. Get off my plane! <sighs> uh, right, and there ain't... I mean, Steven Spielberg, he was just a producer to begin with, and he started asking some of his colleagues to book because he was afraid that he couldn't do the story justice. Mm-hmm. He was turned down by Martin Scorsese, who was interested, but ultimately felt that it was a subject that should be done by a Jewish director, mm-hmm. Roman Polanski. He, he didn't feel he was yet ready to tackle the Holocaust after surviving it as a child. Which was off. It's like, I did the kid like Roman Polanski was a fucking survivor of the Holocaust. Does, does that write off his, like, charges of being a paedophile? Basically. You think? If you survive the Holocaust, you get a fucking free pass to do what you want. <laughs> I was gonna say fiddle children, but no, they were. I guess they're like teenage girls, but yeah, they knew what was happening. On the wrong side, they fucking teases, <laughs> cock teasing the man. How they're probably twelve. Thinking what they're doing. <laughs> All right, <laughs> mo- moving on. Aye, and they also offered it to Billy Wilder, right? Who wanted to make this as his last film. Apparently it was Wilder who convinced Spielberg to direct it himself. Okay. Who the fuck is Billy Wilder? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh wait, I, I, I can hear it now. Yep, here comes the hate mail. I can feel a tweet coming on. How do you not oh. know Billy Wilder? <laughs> fucking. Who is he? Tell us. I, identical Tell twin us, brother sorry, to Gene, directing you're... fucking millionaire. No. No. I can make money, but I still don't the fuck it is. <laughs> so, any other nuggets of trivia? Uh, both Kevin Costner and, believe it or not, Mel Gibson offered their services. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steven Spielberg decided to go with less familiar names. <laughs> As a premise of a major star would be too distracting. Fucking Mel Gibson. That, you can that's what you case Jews. Like, fucking Jews. I would have been perfect uh, for that. That That fucking started it. Mm-hmm. Fucking, oh, they're all high and mighty, they fucking Jews. I fucking hate Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just grew for there. Get in the gas chamber, sugar tits. Come on, move along. Move along. <laughs> ah, you want to hear about the box office and the budget? May as well, I've, I've rattled on a lot too much anyway. <laughs> well, we're, we're breaking an hour now anyway, so we'll, we'll 
we'll start right. wrapping it up. Uh, the cool. budget to the film was twenty-two million. Aye. Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-three. So I guess it would be quite high, but I think it was on like an epic scale. I suppose. Uh, like, uh... I I guess like I reckon if there must have been like a lot of stuff on sets, but there like there was those giant wide shots. Of actual towns they were looking down on, and so mm. they, they had to be some. No, budget. they did actually film it in Poland mm. and at fucking Auschwitz. Right. But, um, one second. <sighs> Aye. Fucking dick. Outside the 22 well, million budget, the box office did rake in 321 million worldwide. Yeah. Aye. So it, it made like a profit of 299 million. Made all the fucking Jews more money. <laughs> <laughs> Said Mel Gibson. <laughs> um, when it comes to the awards, it, the film did win seven Oscars. Um, and it did win, outside the Oscars, it did win a further 70 other awards. What? So it, it like I'm not gonna go into that detail. Like also the Oscars, it oh. they got best picture, best director, oh, best uh, oh. writing based on produced material like the book, uh, best cinematography, yeah. film editing, and best score. Now this the score for the film was done by John Williams. Uh, yeah, best uh, exactly like from Jaws and also the dude behind Star Wars. Highlight Wars. That's the last thing. <laughs> but I almost yeah. felt like this film didn't have much of a presence. Like, the the score, I felt like hardly had a presence in the movie. Uh, some of the oh, t- like really tougher scenes of the film, there was no music. There music. was no background oh, score. It was just quiet and serious. Yeah. So, but... Like, I guess there were some points like they were playing records at points and then there, there was that one Nazi having a jolly old time on a piano during the liquidation scenes. Yeah. But, yeah, he got a, another Oscar out of it. Nice. Now, obviously, it does miss out the main... Like, it, it was nominated for a bunch more as well. and But, yeah. obviously, there was no acting awards for this. Uh, the Best Actor Oscar that year went to Tom Hanks for Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And Best Supporting Actor Award went to Tommy Lee Jones for The Fugitive. Hi. So they were the films Fuck that edged Jones. out. Uh, like Ben Kingsley, uh, Neeson and Ralph Fiennes. Uh, they lost out to these dudes. Tom Hanks I could see. Mm-hmm. Fucking Tommy Lee Jones. I for best the supporting actor. He's got no facial expressions whatsoever. <laughs> uh, he was just looking like an old sad bastard. Right, well, it, it it fucking worked in his favour for that film. <laughs> I was like, I, I know The Fugitive is like a a huge film, and it's like, it it like one of the big Harrison Ford movies as well. Mm. But I, I just remember when watching it as a kid, I could never watch it in one sitting. I'd always yeah. fall asleep. I would never, I could never remember how the film finishes because I just get passing out during it. Yeah. 
Is it not like for a fucking drain tunnel or something? I think that's like 10 minutes in. Is it? Hi. Well, I, could just, I could just never finish the film. I just keep fucking passing out. Get <laughs> <laughs> uh, some fucking stain power. So, um, internet reaction to Schindler's List. Andrew, do you want to hazard a guess at Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, that'll be about uh, 89% fresh. You are wrong, sir. 97% fresh. Oh, I didn't know why I'd go that high. <laughs> um, that was based on 76 fresh reviews to two rotten. I've I've not got an extract of the rotten reviews, but oh, I wonder if there were Jews that didn't like it. Uh, Internet Movie <laughs> Database rated it eight point nine out of ten. Right. That was based on uh, six hundred twenty-six thousand votes. Oh fuck! And it is rated in the top two hundred and fifty movies of. All the time on the internet movie database. Do you want to hazard a guess? It, it's well, a, it has to be top 10. It is in the top 10. Um, 7. Fucking bang on. Do you have oh, that page in God. front of you? Eh? Do you have that page in front of you? No, you freak. <laughs> Sit on my chair fucking half naked as usual. As fucking usual. Right. Anyway, um, that that's all my notes for Schindler's List. Is it? I don't think we have much else to add to this one. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Next Let's week... Let's talk about the future, sir. Yes, next week on Films and Swearing, we will be discussing Clerks from 1994. Yeah. Stop saying everything is questions. I know, I know. You know the answers. Exactly. exactly. Uh, from, direct, from director Kevin Smith. Yeah. Think he's a director? You think? I think. I'm not sure. That's a film, isn't it? Aye. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not, really, I'm not really familiar with Kevin Smith or his work. Mm-hmm. So, run into this blind. It's not as if we fucking met them or anything. No. Like you'd, you'd remember something like that. Got, Jim, got Jason Mewes to get down on all fours and sign somebody's leg and, and stuff like that. Hand Kevin Smith uh, the wrong leg. Fucking uh, <laughs> 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 <Look> anyway. <laughs> Try to lift a boy, there's just no heaven. <laughs> You're doing this the wrong leg. Stop being so shy. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. Um, yes. Uh, our last two instalments to the films and swear in black and white movie month is Clerks and Nebraska. Uh, Let's fast forward into 2013. Yep. <laughs> Thankfully, they're, they are lighter movies. Yeah. They'll get a giggle and a laugh at these ones. Yeah. But, yeah. Glad we've never done any slavery films. We'll save that for February. Oh, uh-huh. no, please. Uh, but yeah, if you want to suggest movies for me and Andrew to cover on the podcast, visit facebook.com forward slash films and swearing. Yeah. Or uh, write your answers on a postcard and staple it to a pigeon. <laughs> yeah. 
awesome. I'm sure like nine times out of ten it'll probably just be Star Wars written on it, so <laughs> we could hazard a guess, I'm sure we'll get it right. No Star Wars geeks are fucking agile enough to catch a pigeon. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, we'll be like cunts uh, like fucking want us to do Rocky like four times. Is <laughs> that the only cunt I could catch like a chicken? Yeah. I'm caught. What am I going to do? Right, I'm going to write a film suggestion for a podcast. <laughs> fucking ink it. Tattoo it to its fucking beak. <laughs> And when you bite into that chicken nugget that's got a beacon, I go, oh, look, Rocky 3. Oh. <laughs> I'm never eating chicken that's again, but I'll review that film. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I, eh, that is how you can f- send us your suggestions. Or if you are one of the people that prefer Twitter to Facebook, it is FAS Podcast. You could contact us on. Uh-huh. Other than that, just pay us a visit on Facebook where I will tell you about all the films coming on TV this week. <laughs> all the ones worth watching, it's a, anyway. It's a good feature, eh? Exactly. Like like, it's good to know. And trust me, like I think this, this Saturday coming up, fucking spoiled for action movies. Yeah. Aye. One night we've got fucking First Blood, we've got Matrix, we've got Predator 2, we've got uh, fucking Planet of the Apes. Original? The, the, the fucking James Franco one. Oh, like, cool. Just fucking spoiled for Joyce. Even the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre if you can't sleep in the early hours of the morning. <laughs> fucking on. <laughs> if you want to chat, you won't be able to sleep the rest of the fucking night. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of the newer ones, so it might be a wee bit dozy. Uh, maybe shit. But yeah, um, any plugs... We'll have to throw one back to the guys at massmovieside.uk.com. Uh, they did give us a wee shout out on their Clerks episode. They done a Clerks episode too? Uh, yes, this week they did cover Clerks and Clerks 2. Motherfucker, we're fighting now. <laughs> we'll so, take it to their yard. Aye, so obviously they were the guys on our Jaws episode uh, two shows back. Uh, and yeah, so if you want to listen to a little bit more of Trevor and Smith, visit massmovieside.uk.com and find out what they're up to. Uh, Other than that, are they calling them Baldy and Ginge? <laughs> <laughs> You've never fucking called them that. I call them it all the time when they're so there. <laughs> anyway, right, that, that's it. That's film and swearing for this week. Uh, fuck off tune in next week no it's tune in next week or go fuck yourself (laughs) go fuck yourself or tune in it's just like Ralph Fiennes raping a woman yeah (laughs) battering her but you can't she'll come back (laughs) she loves it (laughs) dirty fucking Mexican looking Polish woman (laughs) what